Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi, people. This is DJ. This is Ish. And this is season three of Better Let, Let Me Tell You. I got a drink in my hand. I'm ready, motherfucker. It's actually really good. It is good. Imagine if you had mixed it with jupina. No. Jupina margarita. Anything with guava is so good. I know. That's why we're Cuban. And there's so many people who don't like, don't even know what guava is. Yeah, they're communists. Oh, my God. Well, on that note, because <laughs> everything starts or ends with communism. Welcome, everybody, to episode 98. 98. And we are coming to you, ladies and gentlemen, live, live from, from fabulous Do- downtown Westchester. At the, at the <laughs> Croqueta. So, everybody, give it up for our episode 98. Thank you, thank you. We have I a- love that the lady who just walked in thinks it was all for her. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to and maybe it was. And it's a round of applause. Maybe it was. But we are at one of our favorite uh, hangouts um, in Westchester. Well, yeah, in Miami. Do um, Croqueta. Not yes. only do they have a like awesome, awesome product. Their croquetas are the best. We've talked about them before. Well, they won Croqueta Palooza. They won Croqueta Palooza. But they're just such nice, nice people. They really are. And um, they're going to be on a little bit later. A little bit. First, uh, we're, we're going to enjoy, continue enjoying of their delicious uh, drinks. This slushy is insane. Yeah, it is. It's really good. I mean, I'm telling you, it has guava. And Well, mine also has jupina. It's a jupina mm. margarita. Two mm. things I didn't think should go together. And now I would kill someone if they told me I could never have it again. I know, right? So, because this is our, our, 
I feel we've had a few croqueta themed episodes. Well, we're from Miami, you know, and you know we had the croqueta palooza, uh, the well, the episode that where we um, talked about hosting croqueta palooza, and then croqueta palooza. Then we talked about the being at croqueta palooza and, and eating croquetas at croqueta palooza. And so, then we've had people over while we ate croquetas. So I wanted to take it a little bit back, you know, since our motto is listen, laugh, and learn, okay. um, to talk a little bit about the history of the croqueta. Okay, are we going back to 1700s France? Actually, it was 1898. Damn it, I'm always off by a thousand years. <laughs> a millennia. A millennia. A millennia. Always. always. So, um, so, yes, the croqueta comes from the croquet. Oh, my God, they're serving us chicharrones. Oh, and that is like your kryptonite. Yes, it is. And it's extra crunchy. Oh, my crunchy. God, there's like four bowls in front and of it's us. it's extra crunchy. <laughs> so, you know, let's see. Hold on. You we, might hear we, the crunch. We're going to have to crunch, guys. Sorry. Okay. That was amazing. It's like ASMR gone wrong. <laughs> this is not an ASMR episode, although it can be. It's absolutely delicious. Guys, if you all want some chicharrones. So um, so the croqueta was the croquette was in, invented in 1898 in France. And it was something that was like very high end. And are you okay there? I am. I'm trying not to chew into the microphone because I was just <laughs> holding un chicharrón for like <laughs> ever. So, so from there, from there. Oh, oh we you dropped damn it! One lost. Man down, man down. <laughs> from there, it traveled around the world, okay. and the recipe traveled around the world. And obviously, each um, each country kind of added their own thing. Mm -hmm. But which country added heat? Well, I mean, depending <laughs> on their whole thing, but. Internationally, mm -hmm. the most famous croqueta is the Cuban croqueta. Is it really? It Not even really from Spain, because they no, love croquetas in Spain. They do, they do, but, the but thing, it's different. Como, como redondito, like they're little they, circles. They are, and they're made from jamón serrano. Bueno, whereas here is a little bit hello. different. Um, but it's a Cuban croqueta. The Cuban croqueta and the Puerto Rican cro croqueta, as always, are virtually the same thing. Two feathers of the same bird. <clears throat> it's just, excuse me, uh, in Puerto Rico they they dip their croquetas, whereas Cubans were in not what? much. And like different sauces. Oh, okay, okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Did Cubans, we're, we're, not much, the we're not much. We're not much. The wrong tube. We're not much of dippers. <laughs> you know, we're not. We like to. We like things to soak. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like we'll put it in like un mojo for you know like a week, but we won't dip it in something. I know. So, so it's actually the most famous one. What I find really interesting is, and I don't know if you know when you've talked to like your white or American friends. It's always a topic of conversation. They have, to them, the croqueta is. They think of like the croquette, you know, like a, like a salmon, a, a salmon. Escuchame mía. Wow, we are Miami. A salmon, yeah. a salmon croqueta, or like a crab croqueta. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. They don't see it as like we do, and like something you have at like a party. No, but but what <laughs> I what I try to explain to them is that croquetas are such a regular part of oh, our totally commonplace. Of what we eat, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. whether it's a birthday party, a special occasion, breakfast, lunch, a random ass meeting, uh, 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 sandwiches. You know, there's a whole sandwich that's based on a croqueta. Yes, the croqueta um, preparada. The which croqueta preparada. I would be remiss if I did not say that here at Dos Croquetas they have an arepa preparada. Oh dear. Yeah. Venezuela and Cuba, and Cuba come together. Come, I mean, come on. My God, arepas are so good. And it's way better than the last time Venezuela and Cuba came together, which just resulted in horrible government. <laughs> <laughs> when they thought we we yeah. do a union, yeah. but anyway, um, but 
people don't realize like how like what a staple the croqueta is to like everything we eat. Oh and, no, it, and it how kinda, like it's funny because it does kind of revolve around the croqueta. Yeah, and how it's a snack, and it's like, oh, you know, let's go have some croquetas, you know. And to like other people, it's like what? It's well, like, a friend of mine from New York, him and his husband, just recently moved down to South Florida. They're up in Fort Lauderdale. Um, he's originally from Minnesota, mm-hmm. and he already has told me he's just like, how did I live my life without croquetas? Mm-hmm. And they're not even in Miami. They're in Fort Lauderdale, and they're already extolling the values of the croqueta. The thing is that I think that even a bad croqueta is good. Well, I mean, I think the day it's still fried. Well, no, because there's a lot of fried things that aren't good, but like even like a bad croqueta, like there's places that I go to that have like the worst croquetas, and they're still like good. It, at the end of the know? day, it's a croqueta. Yeah. Right, right, right. And they're still like good. But, um, but yeah, so. So that's a little bit of the history of it, but we're going to be speaking to the whole the yeah, croqueta family to, in a to little bit. Vicky and Alec about dos croquetas in particular. <laughs> yeah. And how they've managed to win Croqueta Palooza. Yeah, uh, no small feat in Miami. Yeah, win, I know. If you win, like, best croqueta in, like, you know, Topeka, Kansas, well, you know, I mean, what's the competition? Yeah, I know, right? You know, good, <laughs> who cares? But here in Miami... No, but at Croqueta Palooza this year, there's, what, like, 25, 30 different entries? Yeah. I think you're being conservative, but yes. And they were all good. Yeah. I mean, it's not, not a bad like, one in the bunch. Yeah, they were all amazing. And I was like, man, I wouldn't know yeah. what to do. So. Some of them were by former guests of ours, like, exactly. like Chef Eileen and Chef Chris. Exactly. So anyway, so there's something I actually want to bring up because I saw it in the news today. And, okay. And um, it's certainly something that's in our demographic. So <laughs> next month, March, it will be 25 years that Selena was killed. Already? 25 years, March, March wow. 31st, um, 1995. I remember I was going to the fair. And, I don't and, know where I was. I went but... to the fair that day. And um, so it's going to be 25 years. Wow. And, um, you know, here, 25 years later, That's so crazy. they're going to do a whole concert of her in, um, in, in, in Texas. In, in, in um, Dasserdom? I'm, I'm, it's either in Houston or in San Antonio. But they're going to do a whole concert of her, similar to the one they did when it had been 10 years. Right, right, right. That, Since she died. And you know they're doing like a miniseries? Yes, for Netflix. Yep. For Netflix. So, you know, all these things. H- how many people here are Selena fans? Selena. Selena fans? So she still has like a huge oh, fan she, base. I mean, she's, you know. she's a definition of gone but not forgotten. Right. So I guess my, like... What I want to talk about is, what do you think it is about her that that has endured and so many years, like a quarter of a decade at this point, has endured all this time and continues to influence people? Because, you know, as we knew who she was, but in the large scheme of things, you know, white America didn't know who she was. even, 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 even in, in Spanish music, she was very big within Tejano music, claro. but in the whole spectrum of Spanish music, she was kind of on her way up. She was known, but not known. Right. Like, people so, were like, oh, I've heard of her. Like, I remember when Amor Prohibido came out, which, um, <laughs> that was like her last album. That was her biggest. That was, yeah. yeah. Like, I remember her, like, being the Reina Canavan that year, and being right. Sao Gigante, and, um... She was like at the kind of, she was already a star, but she was like at the brink of like bigger superstardom. Right. So, what is it that you think about her has like endured so so long? Well, I think there's something definitely to be said for, unfortunately, the fact that she was killed, because I think that 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 makes you there's a killed mid, or died young. Well, 
she was uh, number one. Well, she was, why I crunch this crunch? Yes, f- feel free. Go go on and, and crunch. Um, Darian is crunching a chicharrón. Um, while she did die young, so that is obviously. But there's so many people who die young who nobody cares about. It sounds horrible to say that way, but but it's the the way she died, the violence, the fact she was killed. There's a bit of that, you know, the story behind it. I mean, she had it behind the music, for God's sake. You know, there's that lends itself to that like legacy or semisterio, that like you know, oh, what could have been, and 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 there's also the fact that she wasn't a total bitch, right? Because never underestimate the power of personality. The fact that she was, I mean, again, we didn't know her, but for all accounts, she was likable, she was personable, she was approachable, she seemed like a real person. That also makes it a bigger loss because if it's somebody who like you know, I mean. I'm not going to say this. I'm going to say, you know, like if Naomi Campbell passed away tomorrow, people would be sad. But I mean, oh, well, at least nobody gets hit with a phone anymore. You know what I mean? It's like, so it's it's the bigger picture. Well, because look, like I was thinking about it when, when I was thinking about talking about this. Mm-hmm. Like I was thinking about it. Like, for example, around the time she died, the year before Kurt Cobain died. And, when, you know, I would make an, an argument, obviously, especially in American culture, that Kurt, Kurt Cobain was much more famous than she was. Absolutely. Um, and when Kurt Cobain died, especially those first few years after he died, it was like, you know, Kurt Cobain overdrive. Right. Um, but I think that 25 years later, well, obviously you can't argue the legacy, legacy of, right, of Nirvana. Kurt Cobain mm-hmm. of Nirvana and what they did and what they meant. I think Selena has surpassed that because... But there's also something to be said for the fact that she is Latina, where I think... There's fewer of those types of icons. Well, there's right, but there's fewer of those types of icons. I mean, you've got a Kurt Cobain, but you've got Kurt Cobain, you've got Janis Joplin, you've got Jimi Hendrix, you've got you know the, the list goes on I'll and on. I'll die at 27. You've got the, the list goes on and on of people who died young. You know, Chris Cornell, or I mean, not at 27, but still, you know, it's for lack of a better way of putting it, it's commonplace to have that happen with these more global English language singers or celebrities whereas in the Hispanic world usually these people die at old age okay she didn't and on top of that she also didn't die of like you know an overdose so there's no there's no there's no like badness to her death yeah I think I think that it's like the lines the the planets aligned I think that the fact that she was like a a family kind of act that absolutely she um, she was so nice she was very approachable she was very relatable right you know she died at 23 she was a pretty girl um, I think all that aligned let me ask you this okay do you think in terms of her legacy continuing do you think Jennifer Lopez has anything to do with it yes and unfortunately I still wouldn't save Selena Okay, we'll get that to them we, in a minute. We've had this conversation, listeners. But but do you think that the fact that Absolutely. Jennifer Lopez became a huge star because of that movie? Yes, and Jennifer Lopez has acknowledged the role that that movie has played in her fame and continues to... Right, but... What, I, no, no, but the fact... So, so she keeps her in the spotlight. Right, but what I'm saying is, like, if Jennifer Lopez would have done that movie and maybe... Jennifer Lopez went away two went years away, later. Like, that's it, you know. Jennifer maybe Lopez not. a couple of years later ran her course. I, do you think that that would have affected the legacy of Selena? I think, so, it, I think it would have. I think it would have, but the problem is that all we can say is based on what happened and not, you know, not a what if. But I think it would have. I think that. I think it's kept it alive. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, some years ago, <laughs> some years ago, 
Well, we were with all of our friends, and we were just being really, really silly. Again, ourselves. We were having this, we were playing this, like, stupid game. If you will go back in time, who would you save? You know, obviously, people that were killed or, or died, who would you save? And, you know, I was thinking, like, really big picture here, right? <laughs> so, you know, him and, like, all of our friends, they were like, oh, my God, who would I save? I don't know if it was you. I think it was Ingrid. Who, or, or Marcy or whomever. But one of you said, like, oh, Selena. Like, would you save Selena? And I think that's when you said. I was said, no. <laughs> no. If we save Selena, we don't get J-Lo. <laughs> Well, J-Lo already had a career going on. If we don't, if we, if Selena doesn't die, we don't get, it's like Highlander. There can be only one. Okay. <laughs> Selena was already on her way up, as we said. Fair enough. But who's to say that J-Lo would have kept on that trajectory? Okay, or Maybe you, J-Lo would have just been like a footnote. You were too invested already in Jennifer Lopez. At this point, I'm, I'm in with J-Lo. Right. So like, I've gone to Vegas to see her. Like, I've bought Glow. You know, like, we're, we're, it's an investment at yeah, this it's point. it's an investment. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so so it's funny because they were all they kept talking about like celebrities and I'm like you know when it got to me I'm like you know I'm thinking big picture I would have stopped like Hitler you know and the Holocaust and, I bet you know, everybody would have done stuff that. like that you know and they were here talking about debating on whether to save you know Jennifer Lopez or hey, but, but who's know. gonna say like you know no <laughs> I wouldn't stop the Holocaust you know like who would say that <laughs> you you said you would. <laughs> Okay, but okay, it's one thing to let Selena die. It's another thing to like let you know hundreds and thousands of Jews die. I don't know, but I don't know how we were able to get the Holocaust, Selena, and communism. We started off with communism. It's a, it's a gift. Oh yeah, speaking of communism, did you hear who's the latest person who's getting a Las Vegas re- residency? Okay, wait. So communism. Hold on. Sean Penn. No. No. I can't think of any other communists. Well, he's not a communist. He's an anti-communist. Pitbull! Pitbull! <laughs> oh, there we go. Pitbull is getting a Las Vegas residency. Now, is it a real residency, or is it like when Madonna has a residency and doesn't call it one? Well, no, it's in Vegas. So if it's in Vegas, it's, it's a, a residency. residency. Okay. Even if it's like, you know, five shows. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. So what do we think about this? Like, Mr. 305 in Vegas. Listen. You want to go see him? I would go see... Absolutely, we'll go see... We'll go. We'll go see 305, Mr. 305, and I don't know the zip code, the area code is in Vegas. But you know what's interesting about, like, I I actually thought about this. So, have you ever seen him in concert? No. I have. Because he, uh, when I was in New York, I went to go see, it was through Univision. He was touring with uh, Enrique Iglesias. Uh Uh-huh. And so we went to go see Enrique Iglesias and then Pitbull afterwards. Pitbull was entertaining, but the thing with Pitbull is that Pitbull doesn't have any songs of his own. Well, that's what I was about to say. So I'm it was like, like him rapping, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the disembodied voice of Cristina Aguilera would come out. <laughs> <laughs> While his dancers were like, you know, going at it. So it's like, well, but maybe he can have Xtina come over from the experience. Oh, right. You the, know, or they could do like a via satellite. Right, you know, and then J-Lo the has done Vegas before, so maybe she can swing by. Like, you know what? This could work. This could work. If not, maybe Donnie and Marie can help him. Oh, I would go see Donnie and Marie. Oh. You wouldn't go see Donnie and Marie? Donnie Osmond. Donnie? Donnie Osmond, they say. I mean, they're Mormons. Her, I mean, she needs to get rid of five pounds of hair. She did. She did? She's, she's got a bob and she's a blonde now. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on. <laughs> yes! On the talk, she has yes. a bob and she's blonde now. And then, esta otra went gray. Who went gray? Esta Osborne. Oh, she went gray? Yeah. Oh, that's real? I didn't know if that was like her going gray. Oh, gray I don't know. Is it real or is it fake? Or if she just dyed her hair silver. Well, whatever. I mean, okay. she went gray. Mm. 
right? Wow, that's a lot of color changes for the time. I know it is. That boring show. That's why I watched The View. You know what, though? I was having this conversation the other day with Jose. I was like, I don't know if I would want to be on The View as a, as a host. I feel, I feel, it's so much pressure. It's so much pressure. Well, I mean, it's a different show. Like, it's a different The animal. talk would be fun. Like, I could, I could do the talk. They all get along in the talk. Right. And on The Real, I would feel so at home. Yeah. I still think it's hilarious that that's the one that my mother likes. <laughs> my mother likes the, the, urban mo- one. the most ghetto. No, what I love about show. The Real, okay, what I love about The Real, let's talk about this. <laughs> so you have The View, The Real, and The Talk. So basically, they're similar shows of you know three women, right. women sitting around talking. Or, or talking. You know, The View is obviously the marquee show that was the first one, right. the one with Barbara it's, Walters. It's, right. And The View, I mean, The View is very politically relevant. Say what you relevant. want, but The View it's very is very politically relevant. Right, right. And all politicians go to The View to kind of you know mark their place, and right. and it, it's still actually the New York Times. Well, that's um, right. Recently, claimed that it's the most important show in politics. For, for politicians to go on. And you would think it was like, you know, uh, Crossfire or whatever. But no, it was The View. What I find hilarious about The Real, um, so, uh, The Real, yeah. yeah, is that I obviously I get that that's for a more like younger and urban Absolutely. crowd. What I think it's great is that these ladies, and I love them all, they are. They go dressed up like if they're going to like the freaking Oscars. Right. But that's the total, that's, that's very multicultural shall we say because as we all know you go to a concert for I don't know the only thing that comes to mind right now is Lilith Fair and that's the wrong example you go to like I don't know give me a regular like I don't know Halsey concert jeans t-shirt maybe pero era un concierto de Luis Miguel de Luis Miguel or the you know Beyonce and Jay-Z see weren't you telling me that like on the when you have floor seats yeah, there was like people in suits. People were dressed and it was like, like the most, they were going to prom. It was like the most humid day ever. Right. That is because what we funny, do. We other, dress up. The other day I was watching the reel. Isale está Adrian, uh-huh. and she had like these huge earrings on and like her hair done and a gown. And I'm like, is she going? Is this like the Oscars edition of the reel? Because or is it just like you know Tuesday? What's the phrase in Spanish? Is it mejor muerta que mejor muerta que humilde? And it's funny because like we're you know the view they're wearing like you know. Uh, sensible cardigans. 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 Lots of cardigans, cardigans. and soft <laughs> pastels. <laughs> but I also think that Whoopi only owns oversized sweaters. And even like the set of the, the real has like chandeliers. Oh, no, like, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the set of The View looks like a Nora Ephron movie. Like the kitchen's in a Nora Ephron movie. But like the real looks like, you know, it's this close to being a Hype Williams video. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so are we going to go see Pitbull then in Las Vegas? I say let's do it. I, again, I have seen him in concert. He puts on a great show, and you know, the floor, you know that my opinion about are him not that, are not that expensive in Vegas. My, my opinion of him has completely changed for the better. For the better. Okay. When he came out, I didn't like him. Um, uh, well, when you say when he came out, how far back are we talking? Are we talking like when, when he was, came out? But I'm saying we're talking like when he was a straight hood rapper. Yes, okay. I didn't okay. like him because, it, and it wasn't even so much personal. It's just that I like kind of hated that that was the image that he was giving Miami. And that you know thug, that thug, yeah, that and, and and that that's the image that people thought Miami was, right. and you know it was very one dimensional. Right, right. But I actually do like him now because he's kind of you know which this he's obviously comes with success. He's grown up, but you know first of all he does a lot of good to the community. Mm-hmm. He I mean, he, I mean amazing, undisputably. He, 
the mm-hmm. amount of money that that man donates and the amount of money like school like he's he built a school like he built a performing arts school yeah. um in little havana and you know he's very politically active which i i like he's very woke and which i mean weird he really has put his money where his mouth is and he's put his influence where it should be yeah. and you know i give him props for that because he didn't need to do that right. um and and obviously his image has changed and it's not that i didn't like his image before and i didn't like the music because i do like that type of music i just had a little bit of a problem that like this you know, is what you know people, people are. are taking away from Miami. This, exactly. Yeah. You know, oh, Mr. 305, this is what Miami is. And it's like, that is certainly a segment of Miami. But that's not part all of us. Miami, yeah. but it's not all of us. But, um, but yeah, it's yeah. like, wow, he has his Las Vegas residency. Get there, Gloria Stefan hasn't done a Las Vegas residency. Who was I looking at the other day that I was like, I don't know why they haven't done a Las Vegas residency. But I feel like I have that thought so often now with so many artists. Yeah, because artists. now it's a thing. It's totally a thing. It's yeah. absolutely a thing. But, but like, the... The residence, residencies now are like weird because like to me a residency it's like what Celine Dion did like nine months out of the year you are getting Celine Dion or like what Britney did where it was a three year contract she performed two months out of the year if you really added them up but it was a three year contract because now it's like people go they perform for like two weeks then they leave they yeah, come they back share. six months later they share the stage like, really sometimes they share the stage with Cher she has a residency? Um, I don't know if she still has one but she's had a couple no she's touring right now so she doesn't Okay, okay, okay. So, yes. bueno, what do you have for me? So now that we're on the topic of Miami, I figure let's let's keep it Miami-centric, shall we? Mm-hmm. Did you hear the... Uh, we kind of talked about this a couple episodes ago. There is a real danger of something going missing this holiday season. From Miami? Yeah. Specific to Miami? Yes. Pork. Listen, if we were not going to have pork in Miami this year, there would already be rioting in the streets. Um, flan. You would be riding in the I streets. I would be riding in the streets. What? Santa's Enchanted Forest. Oh, yes. I heard that. Santa's Enchanted Forest. And mira, if it goes away, we'll, we'll be, be very the first. Sad. We'll be very sad. May, uh, I know it's an issue with the lease. Because the thing is that, obviously, it's government property, the Tropical Park. And so what's happening is... They have to, because it's a government property, they have to put themselves up for a, a renewal and a bid and all that stuff. And so I think the last time that they that they had the the last time that they actually went up for the lease was 1992. Um, and now they're they're going for the bid again. But the thing is that what Santos is saying is they're they're trying to create like a go I'm not a GoFundMe um, like a, a petition like one of those online petitions. To say you can put the microphone as far as you want. You are crackling full. Um, to get people to, I guess, create like a groundswell to see if they can keep Santa's for at least this Christmas. Because it's up out in March. It's up in March. And the problem is that because of the way the bidding process works, even if somebody else wins it, they may not win it in time to have something happen for the holidays. So we may have actually a year where like Tropical Park is just dark. Yeah. My question, though, is to the guys who own Santa's, it's like, you knew this was coming. I mean, why didn't you start the bid earlier or start negotiating, you know, start having a conversation or something, you know? But I mean, again, I've worked, I've worked for government Somebody accounts. Somebody dropped the ball. Well, I've worked for government accounts before where it's like, it doesn't matter if they love you or if whatever. It's a government account, so it has to go through certain protocols and you can't come in beforehand. So they're looking to maybe bring somebody in who's going to do something year-round, um, not just in the holidays. Okay, but are they trying to bid for it again? They are, they are going to bid for it again, but the problem is that if they don't get it, 
if they don't get it, they have to clear out. And if somebody gets it, they're going to have to oh my bring God. shit in. Imagine taking the lights off of all of those trees. I don't like doing so, it off of mine, and mine is like a four-foot so tree. our listeners were not in Miami. So Santa's Enchanted Forest is a strip at Tropical Park, which is a very large park here in Miami. Yes. That um, every one of the year, biggest parks in, in Miami. Every year, um, <clears throat> they do like a theme park there, sort of. With carnival rides and stuff like that. Oh, we're having croquetas. We are getting croquetas, ladies croquetas. and gentlemen. Ham and medianoche. Where's the medianoche? That's that's okay. the medianoche. Oh. So good. You know, listeners, our life is great. Um, anyway, so it's like um, a Christmas-themed theme park. And it, you know, the whole thing is that it, it's, you know, you go under like a canopy of trees and all the trees are like lit. Um, with different colors and all that, so it's it's actually it's very pretty, um, and it's kind of like a staple of the community. Their theme song is like an earworm. Um, so we always give it a little bit of crap because the prices have gone up. I think it was like thirty five dollars this year, and you know, so we give it crap for that. But it's really been around forever, so it'd be sad to. It's an icon. It really is an icon of South Florida, I, I would say, and so. I don't know. Again, I would not be upset if there's no traffic on the 40. But um, that and you know Jay Byron's and um, Bernines. I'm so, I'm still sad about Bernines. You're still sad about Bernines. I am. You and Lauren Hutton. Why? Did you ever? She was a spokesperson. Lauren Hutton. She's uh, she's a girl. I'm as mad about uh, about Bernines as Chicagoans and people in the Midwest are about Marshall Fields. They probably moved on to their anger now to the Sears Tower, Willits Tower thing. But oh, I get it. But I get it. you we don't share, call it that. We share them that anger. Oh my god, it was so funny because my cousin went to Chicago uh, last month, and she she came from Cuba like five years ago. But I I love her. So my cousin came from Cuba five years ago. So in Cuba, you know, she didn't go anywhere because she lived in Cuba. I mean, you know, it's an island. It's, well, you know, it's, it's communism, communism, and you know, whatever. What is she gonna do? Um, Actually, her story is fantastic. We should talk about her story at a later time. But um, so. Ever since she's been to the U.S., like, I think she's done the best thing. She's in her early 20s. Her and her boyfriend travel everywhere. She is living her life. Like, she is living her... Hashtag living your best <laughs> life. Like, every time that she starts posting pictures on her social media, I'm like, this looks like pictures of, like, the Chamber of Commerce of, like, wherever she's going. Because, like, she lives Maybe her best Maybe life. Maybe she didn't go anywhere. So, it's funny because she went, she went to Chicago um, last month. And I even told her, listen, in January, it's really cold there. And I gave her a list of things to do. And she did everything on the list. And she tells me, I, me encantó el Willis Tower. And I'm like, no. I'm like, nope, stop. It's Sears Tower. We don't. And it's funny because in the list of things to do, I put Willis, parentheses, Sears. Because I was thinking, right, I was thinking if she's looking this up on Google, you know, like, or for like actual, the actual name. It's maybe a little hard for her because I know she doesn't know the history of the Sears Tower, <laughs> but um, but yeah, she's she was living her best life, so good for her. Did she have visibility when she went up there? She did have visibility. Okay, very important, visibility. listeners. As we so um, I'm a big, big, <laughs> I'm really big into architecture. I'm a big fan of like buildings. I know buildings from around the world, and obviously, if you're into that, the Sears Tower is a big deal. And um, in 1999, so it was 20 years ago, we went to Chicago, and that was actually my first time in Chicago. And uh, actually, Chicago ended up being, and it still is, my favorite city in the U.S. I absolutely love Chicago. I like it more than New York. I like it more than L.A. Um, 
but anyway, um, have Madonna write a song about it. <laughs> and so we go. You know, I wanted to go to the Sears Tower. So when we get to the Sears Tower, they tell us there's zero visibility. <laughs> so I was like, oh, you know, oh, zero visibility. How bad can it be? How bad can it be? You know, maybe we can't see. You know. Milwaukee, I'm sorry, um, right. Wisconsin, or we can't see to the other side of Lake Michigan. You know how? I mean, how how bad can it really be? Listeners. When we go up to the 100th, it, it was a floor 101, okay. and the doors open. I start screaming, "No!" When they meant zero visibility, they meant zero visibility. It looked like the building had been wrapped in like... It, it looked like it had been painted. Like somebody went up there with a roller and, and painted, painted it the white. white. And I'm like, no se veía nada. Absolutamente nada. But then again, they did say zero visibility. No, they did not lie to us. We just refused they to believe not. that it was zero visibility. They did not lie to us. But you know who also has not lied to us at all with how delicious their croquetas are? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so after we come back from these messages from our sponsors, we're going to have Alec and Vicky, the owners of Dos Corretas, here with us to talk to us about their insanely delicious product, and hopefully we get to eat some more. Mm-hmm. Eh, what the hell, we're going to eat some more. Yeah, we are. And you know how they got started, again, because Miami being a, a city, I mean, you, you find croquetas everywhere, you know, so to really feel like you can do this you really have to have a certain degree of confidence in your product and oh the ham one you know basic ham it's, so good it's so good it's so good and not just that but this turns in guys dos croquetas after like midnight I think on weekends it turns into a legit bar it's the only thing on La Cuarenta that's open at 2am <laughs> or until 2am so we got a word from our sponsors and we'll be back with Alec and Vicky from Dos Croquetas Rides, fun slides, corn dogs, baby hogs. Come on in and don't delay. $5 admission on opening day. The Youth Fair opens March 12th. Get ready for heart-pounding rides, mouth-watering food, shows, and free parking. Get your discount tickets today and save at Sedano's or at fairexpo.com. And if you're five and under, admission is free. The Youth Fair, on the fairgrounds at Coral Way and 112th Avenue. $5 opening day on March 12th. Visit fairexpo.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Oi, mi gente, Ish here. If you're like me, you want a barbershop that offers more than just a shave and a haircut. And I'm here to tell you, Mankind Grooming Services is that place. With locations in Fort Lauderdale and now Coral Gables, Mankind Grooming offers full barbershop and five-star spa services. 
They've even got a monthly spa membership that includes a monthly complimentary 60-minute massage. Yeah, that's right. You heard me. A full 60-minute massage. Not 50 minutes like those other places where they kind of do the whole little switch thing on you. I didn't even mention, yeah, the bar is fully stocked with craft beer, fine wine, Slim Jim Bloody Marys, and mimosas. I mean, isn't a day of pampering the ultimate in Sunday fun days? Plus, all first-time clients can get 25% off any service. 25%. I'm going to say it again in Espanol. 25% caballero. So if you're looking for a unique grooming or spa experience, you definitely need to check out Mankind Grooming Services. Visit MankindForMen.com today for additional information. Tell them, pero let me tell you, sent you. And we're back. Yes, we are, listeners, and we are here as promised with the, I don't know, proprietors of the establishment here in downtown Westchester. I like that's what we're calling it, downtown Westchester. Well, I mean, you know, it is, right? I mean, we grew up in this area. This is downtown Westchester. The owners, creators, brains, entrepreneurs behind Dos Croquetas, winners of this year's Croqueta Palooza with the Medianoche Croqueta, which... I wish I could convey to our listeners how delicious it tastes. That's what I was telling them. I'm like, you don't understand. Like, when I first tried it, I was like, I had a moment. I needed a moment to process. Like, like you couldn't... flavors. It, it was a medianoche, but it was a croqueta. It was like... like what civil. do I do? Yeah, what do I do? I don't understand it. I know how to do it. Vicky and Alec, thank you so much for joining us, guys. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So, before we start the actual interview, I just want to tell you guys something we throughout this podcast we've been fortunate enough that we've interviewed like a lot of people from the community you know you know their success stories and you know how they you know made something from nothing and one of the things that i really really want to commend you guys on is not only do you make a killer croqueta but you're (laughs) really really nice people really really nice humble people because i can't tell you how many divas we've met (laughs) You know, along the way, and you guys are so welcoming, so nice, and, you know, that goes a long way, so, you you know, I I think that that, you know, needs to be said. Absolutely, absolutely. And you make a killer croqueta, that, you know, that helps. Several killer croquetas. (laughs) Several of them. Because there's nothing worse than a nasty person that does a A a horrible horrible croqueta, you know? So, with that said, so... Tell us a little bit how Do Croqueta started and how the original concept where it came from. So we just hit our, our three-year mark um, as a company in general. Um, the idea started actually more than like five years ago. Oh, wow. Um, really simple. Uh, ready? So I was at uh, Ventanita, right? Like any Miami person would be at Big Boy Ventanita. Ventanita was all my life. Um, and then one day I'm just sitting there waiting for my food, and I hear one person say, Dame Dos Croquetas. No big deal, whatever, you hear it all the time. And then, like, two more minutes pass, and I hear Dame dos croquetas y una colada. And then, like, another couple seconds pass, Dame dos croquetas y un pa- uh, a tostada. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. People are saying dos croquetas, like, all the time. Like, you say it as much as you say Google. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because really, you feel you can't have one. Right. You, you yeah. minimum, minimum is two. I mean, here people buy, like... I was going to say, two is being very conservative. Yeah, people buy, like, a ridiculous amount from us. But you never have one. No. no. You cannot... One, who says, dame one croqueta? Nobody no. says that. <laughs> um, so it, it was, like, 
I mean, it was like a burst of lightning. Like, I was like, holy shit. Like, people say those croquetas a lot in Miami. Like, Miami is like the croqueta capital of the world, right? Um, and then based off that, I, I looked at the market and I just saw, like, the only croquetas out there are ham, chicken, and cheese. Nobody's really doing anything interesting in this space. That's true. Unless you go to, like, a super bougie restaurant where they're selling, like, like $18 croquetas. Like, you get three croquetas, right? Right. Um, and then naturally, I looked to who's around me, who's in the culinary field with my, my aunt, Vicky. She's a beast. She's been um, doing culinary excellence all no, no, her no, life. No, 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 no. She's making a face like beast you just said something way. that she doesn't believe. Like, no, you own that, okay? You yeah. own that you're a beast, all right? It's just, she's the she's the number one the most natural person for me to think about of like who can do this like who can nail this because croquetas are incredibly difficult and I'm sure we'll get into that yeah yeah um, oh, but I told will. her I was like look I want to do a croquetta company nobody's doing this everyone's doing ham chicken and cheese and the first thing she said is no she's like no I'm like what do you mean come on let's do it oh on top of the fact that croquetas are super hard to make it's a labor of love you know you have to you know it's it's very time consuming it's laborious and you know I was like have you ever made a croquetta before and is was. No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes to La Ventanita and they exist. Right, exactly. <laughs> they, they, so, like, so many people are like, it just magically comes up. And, like, you know, croquetas are so easily accessible in Miami. So, you know, I was like, so, yeah, you know, you, you want to make a croqueta? Go ahead and make sure. it. Go ahead and make it. He's like, send me a recipe. I'm like, all right. So I looked up a recipe <laughs> and I sent it to him. And um, and he called me, like, you know, a day later. And he's like, can you come and try my croquetas? I was like, oh, my God, you did it. <laughs> he was serious. She's like, <laughs> for real I'm like oh shit okay so and, and I went and I tried it and um, and, and it wasn't bad like you know it was like yeah, it's a croqueta for a first time nice. I imagine it was like a the standard ham it was a standard right, ham right. croqueta but that was his yeah. first time ever making right, a croqueta right. never in my life okay so, so I've never made one right you know so you know it, it, you know, it was like lacking a little flavor and stuff you know but he, he put forth the effort. He saw how difficult it was. He's like, man, this is a bitch to make. I'm like, yeah, no right. <laughs> and here you want to open up a whole company of right. croquetas. <laughs> well, I think that, I mean, I think you saw, like, damn, you know what? He's willing He's willing to put that effort into it. Like, this kid knows nothing about food, and he's going out there to make the food. Like, let me give him a shot. Um, like, I could not build this without Vicky. There's, there is no those croquetas without Vicky, period. Do either of you have, like, a background in culinary or? Okay, I do. I have okay. a culinary background. Okay. Um, um, and then I also did catering for many years. Um, oh, okay, so, okay. So, so you know this world so and, and the, the hardships. Industry. Exactly. So I like I know I'm 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 not um, I, I I don't shy away from hard work. Okay. Like being and, a caterer is no is no when joke. You, right. So when you come here now and you see this establishment, obviously it's it's amazing. But it's it, what I'm curious about is. Did you, is this what you envisioned? Because the croqueta, as you said, maybe not a lot of people were doing it, but at the same time, it was also something very common. You know, like everybody had, you know, new croquetas or restaurants sell the standard croquetas. So did you from the beginning knew you were going to take like a different angle on it, whether from like the experience? Because this is very much an experience, whether from the experience or just like the variety of the product since day one I mean like the first thing that we did was we sat down and we said alright what type of croquetas do we want to make like we, we didn't look at anything out in the market like we wanted to do something completely different um, the second step was let's eat everything and anything that's out there right <laughs> I want to know what's up I want to know did. who has we the best croquetas 
yeah. Can you call me next time you guys want to do that market research? Yeah. I will definitely help. Next time I got you. So. There, were, there were many croquetas eaten in the car. I was like, let's just take them to go, and then we'll eat them. And they were just so sick to our stomachs because we were just eating no, everything it's, inside. It's all fried, too. And, right. yeah. and there's a croqueta in every block in Miami. So. Um, something common that we like, we were both very surprised by is that a lot of people add a lot of breading into the croquetas. The reason why you add breading is so you can stretch it. You can expand the masa. Right. So you're making more croquetas, but oh. your, your ingredients are not... Like, you're not getting ham. You're getting a lot of bread and some ham. Yeah. Right. And, like, ham flavoring, you know? Right. Yeah. And, like, that was a big light bulb moment for us, too, because we're like, holy shit, like, we're going to fuck this game up. Like, we're going to make some amazing croquetas that are not full of bread. Like, we're going to make, like, you're asking for ham, we're going to give you pure ham. Like, well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, typically, croquetas were made, you know, in a home leftovers. Everything True. was, like, always leftovers. So it's like, you know, you, you kind of stretch your budget, you make croquetas. But the, the idea was to create croquetas that, you know, were really quality ingredients so that you're really showcasing the ingredients and not just, you know, just using your leftovers. So we were buying like high end ingredients and making croquetas with them. I think that that's one of the things from your product that you could tell right away, because as I was saying, I don't want to say there's no such thing as a bad croqueta because they're all they all taste good. But when you taste like a mediocre one, but then you taste like a really good one like yours, you're like, oh, okay, this is day and night here. Well, it's a it's um. I mean, I like to say it's we're using a lot of um uh, really great products and it's a cleaner flavor. So you know we spend more money on the product itself that's going into it. We spend more money. Um, on the, the the oil that we fry in, we fry in peanut oil, 100% peanut oil, which is the most expensive oil to fry <laughs> in. But it doesn't impart those like really weird flavors that you know other regular fry oil does. So you don't blend all the different things that are going in there, um, and it's just a it's a cleaner taste. You don't feel like crap afterwards. You right. Know? You can have a whole six pack of croquetas and not feel like that. Just kind of like gross. Feeling they don't feel like a brick. Well, we spoke right. about that, and like, we have before we made that. We said like, look, we're gonna do like croquetas are all fried. We need to make sure that when you eat them, you don't feel like that shitty groggy feeling after eating yeah. it. Um, and you don't get that here. It's not gonna happen. Like you can eat six croquetas without a problem, and you're gonna feel clean after. Like, we may or may not have had the uh, flight of croquetas. And guilty, guilty as charged, and we did not feel that grogginess. So yeah, so yeah. So obviously there was a bit of trial and error involved, like sure. in terms of how to make the croqueta and, and flavors. So the actual establishment, because this is very unique. There's, I mean, there's nothing like this. I've, I mean, I've never seen a croqueta bar. Um, how did this come about? Our fun, our fun beginnings. So we started the company, right? So we, I go ahead and make croqueta, then we, we come up with the ideas, and then this is where we get our start. So we actually looked around everyone anywhere to find a, a kitchen where we can work out of. Um, there's a lot of regulations, there's a lot of licenses, there are a lot of laws against just cooking in like a random place. You can't do yeah. it, especially when, you have, when you're handling meat. Um, so we started in, in a humble warehouse. Uh, it's a commercial kitchen um, where we called it a pop-up and we would literally like sling croquetas in the middle of the night until like 2 a.m. in the middle of nowhere. I am talking about, like I'm trying to pitch, like paint the sketchiest location possible. Like just imagine you're in a super dark neighborhood, no light, like barely any light in the warehouse. So it's not <laughs> that sketchy. Yeah. But 
mean, Doral level sketchy. Right. Yeah. Well, we were, well, we were embarrassed of our I location. I mean, at like, first we were, we were like, awesome. we were like, you know, wow, what are we doing? You know, this is like we're out of some warehouse. You, I love that. Doral sketchy. I mean, Doral sketchy, really. <laughs> but Doral sketchy in the sense that you don't drive by and see us. You have to, okay. you have to find us. You have to know where you we had are. To, okay. and, and many times you had to <laughs> Google map us <laughs> because people had no idea. Um, it was hidden. What, right, it was hidden. So, you know, um, you know, we, we did like the little pink lights at night. We did things that we, you know, we had, we would literally pop every night. So we would put signage up outside and every night, and then we would take it down every night. So if you don't go during our hours, you would just see like an empty warehouse Random and people were like, warehouse. hey, I'm trying to find you. I'm like, oh, we're not open now. So, so wait, so you guys actually were open and like having people come in. I thought it was just delivery. They no. didn't come in. Curbside pickup. <laughs> oh, okay, wait, okay. okay. <laughs> it literally started like order online on our website, which I built or, or, or whatever, yeah. using Shopify. Um, and then you can also call us. You can also text us. I'm like trying to get you to buy croquetas anywhere. Like yeah. you can do Morse code. <laughs> I will sell you croquetas. <laughs> yeah, no, right? And then That's you would literally show up, text us, hey, I'm outside for my pickup, and we would take it to your car. And little by little, like, I remember Vicky telling me once, hey, like, people want to sit outside. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? People want to sit outside. Like, <laughs> it's sketchy to Doral? Doral? Right yeah. Yeah. Nowhere. I was shocked. So, literally, literally went to hi- Ikea, bought a couple tables and chairs, and then people started ringing a doorbell now. So you ring the doorbell, I would be, like, rolling croquetas. Vicky's making croquetas. I'm running to the front because I want to make sure customers are getting It was a big warehouse, too. Oh so we had to, like, run from one side to another. No, but I'm sure people were also, like, going, yo, there's, like, a secret, like, lair. It was almost like a speakeasy. There was a little doorbell, and it, the outside said "Ring Bell for Croqueta Service." So people would get there, and they would ring the bell, and then you know we would open the door, like some magical door would open, and people would stand out there, and like I don't know if I'm at the right place. I'm like, are you here for croquetas? And so they were like, I don't know if I'm here for a drug deal or if I'm here for... <laughs> What's the a, password? Like, there, was, there was pink lights outside, so I'm like, I'm at a strip club. I don't know where I'm at right now. I'm like, well, did you come for croquetas? And so they're like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, so you're at the right place. I'm like, we'll be back. We'll be back like in five, ten minutes. Uh, and then people would sit outside and wait in their car. Um, or, you know... We had one fryer. We had one fryer. So we were just running, literally like, oh, we have an order. We would run from one side. We're like bumping into each other. <laughs> run um, from one side to another, just getting the croquetas, frying them, packaging them. Uh, we were doing the sauces at the same time as well, too. Um, and then we would take it to them, and they were just like, oh, okay, so I'm getting croquetas here. So, yeah. So, they would have their croquetas, and then they just started telling other people. And then Are you ready for the magic? Here's the magic. When that <laughs> one person went, and they, they, like, this is the magic to us. You came. You, ran, you went to a warehouse. Zero signage. Sketchy. You rang a doorbell. Some kid were like, Barely any facial hair comes out. <laughs> takes your order. It takes about five to ten minutes to get your order. You took your food and then you came back a couple days later. That right there for us was yeah, a game changer. We're like, holy shit, we have something. Like people are willing to come back to this spot. Yeah. Like you're willing to eat outside in the middle, of, like the warehouse is right. that. That was the 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 game changer for us, 100. percent Yeah, I, re- I realized that like when people would come back and then they would bring their friends or they would bring their family and they would say, you have to try these croquetas, and their family was just very skeptical too. When Where they are you would, taking me? Yeah, exactly. And so they would come back and they would try the croquetas and then they would be like, oh man, I get it. You know, so when people would get it, to me, that has been like the most rewarding thing for me is making something that was craveable. When somebody would come back two and three times on the same week, I was like, man, this is awesome. You're doing something because right. Because I'm doing right. something right. 
I'm making them happy. I'm making them think about food again. You know, like I'm always thinking about food, but <laughs> I'm making that person think about my food and coming back again. So that was super, super rewarding. And I, like to me, that's like one of the best things ever. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So. I wanted to kind of mention, because we, we talked about it a little bit before in this episode, how for us, like, Cubans and, you know, Hispanics in general, um, croquetas are such a part of our, yeah. you know, of, of our culture. Party. You know, every party, it's a <laughs> snack. Right. You could have it for dinner. You could right. have it in a sandwich. Um, but to, like, a lot of people, like, to, like, you know, Americans, it's... I don't know. It's they know of the croquette. It's the croquette. Fancy, it's, it's it's like French. something you know. It's you have maybe like like yeah. a, a salmon cro- croquette or like a, right. you know. What would you explain to somebody, let's say from Milwaukee, you know, who's never understood this concept <laughs> of a croqueta, you know, in terms of like an everyday snack or meal? Why it's so commonplace to us? Yeah. I mean, it's it's a fried food. You know, you go out, you you leave your house to go eat a fried food. You know, you you leave your house to get something that you don't normally get at home. And uh, it's fried, it's crispy, it's warm on the inside. You know, it's like, it's, it's, a, it's a guilty pleasure. It's a comfort food as well, too. Um, one of the first things that, when one of our first interviews, they were asking us, you know, so is it a snack? Is it whatever? I'm like, well, we're, we're trying, it's more of a meal for us because ours were larger. Right. And we were, I was like, you're going to get full off of our croquetas. But um, the idea is that it's just kind of like, it is, we have created things that we want to eat. So that's kind of like how we based everything, was making things that we wanted to eat. We were kind of bridging the gap between a bakery, a croqueta that's kind of sitting in a hot box, and a fine dining um, croqueta that is exactly three to a plate, and you know, you're spending a lot of money on this, and they're tiny. Um, they're delicious, but it's, you know, it's more of a fine dining experience. So we're kind of bridging the gap between a bakery and a fine dining experience, making yeah. it a little bit more accessible to everybody, but a great quality. Right. It's more the traditional croqueta, but the it's, quality right. is like... It's, it's traditional, but not traditional, because the only traditional one that I have is ham. That's it. So, but we really, I mean, a lot of our flavors were things that we like to eat, and so we're, we're I mean, ourselves, we're very playful. We're joking around all the time. Um, we feed off of each other. So our food, uh, I think, that really reflects our, our character. Uh, and then staying true to our roots in things like the medianoche one, that's my favorite sandwich. So, you know, those were things that we, I mean, Alec wanted a, a arroz con leche one. That was his idea. He was like, Let, I want an arroz con leche. I love arroz con leche. So I was like, let's do it. So it's kind of my job to take all those kind of inspirations between both of us and, um, and, and make it happen. So you are the test kitchen? I'm the test. Kid. I'm just letting you know that whenever you guys are coming up with new flavors, if you Again, need taste testers, we'll call you. You we, call us. You know how to get a hold of me. It's on. Yes, it's on yes. tape. Sure. You call us. Yes. Yes. And and if you want, we can put it out to the public. We can have a vote. We can figure this out. We will we'll work it out. So I mean, I know you guys mentioned you know you have a lot of different croquetas. Can you give us like just a quick rundown for our listeners of all the flavors you guys have here? Because it's. I mean, you guys, you do savory and sweet, which was what I loved when I first came here. I was like, obviously I expected a croqueta, but then you're like, oh, no, no, they have dessert croquetas. I'm like, and I'm sold. Like, bring it. But like, what, I mean... Okay, we're going to start with the traditional ham croqueta, which we pair with our house-made cilantro sauce. By the way, we make all of our our sauces in-house. AKA even our ranch sauce we make ourselves. Really? We do not do anything from a bottle. Uh, again, the same thing that we want to create something that you don't feel like crap after eating it. The same thing we want, like this is, we're putting our names to this. Like I want it to be my sauce. This isn't anyone else's sauce. 
Um, so ham, and then our most popular is a 305, which is a ground beef picadillo, queso blanco and platanito maduro. It's delicious. It's like having like a whole, a whole Cuban plate. It's una completa in your mouth. Oh my god, it's a breaded completa. It's so good. <laughs> The night is young. Yes. Um, and then we pair that with our Dale sauce. Shout out to Pitbull, which is our, our guava aioli sauce. Um, after that, we have a Mexican street corn, which is roasted corn with quesadilla and cotija cheese. We literally roast hundreds of pounds of corn. Uh, we mix it with quesadilla and cotija cheese and a nice little um, uh, bechamel base with a little bit of polenta. It's delicious. And we pair that up with our chili lime crema sauce we make in-house. I'll let you take some also because I can't so Man, for somebody who didn't know anything about croquetas yeah. three or four years ago, am, you've come uh, a long uh, way. I'm, in right now. I'm deep in it. He's deep in it. Yeah, I was worried at the very beginning. You know, but I like, would be too. I was worried because I mean I'm used to hard work, um, but he was really right alongside of me, you know, working and, and cleaning and cooking and you know doing everything with me as well too. And, and you guys um, are family. Yeah, he's, that's, he's that's, our, I mean because that, that could go nephew. that could go really well or really <laughs> bad. We hear it. We hear it all the time. Never do business with your family, right? Everyone hears yeah. that but I have I mean I've had the best experience with you it's been awesome like we're both fun like we, we want to drink we want to have a good time we want to make like things that we want to eat ourselves right. so we really almost never butt heads which is very surprising right I mean a lot of it is I mean we both share the same um, motto as in uh, get, just get it done right. you know and so like we we work hard we play hard you know so that's it's it's just when, when it's time to work we work claro. and there's nothing like there's no like oh I do more you do more like it's just we, we just we we both work really hard. Um, but um, going back to the croquetas, we do a mac cheese and bacon croqueta. So damn good. So that's, and that's coated in a, a crispy Parmesan crust. Um, it's really creamy. Um, it's got a lot of bacon flavor and stuff. Uh, we do a bacon cheddar burger one too, speaking of bacon. We do a bacon cheddar burger, um, and that one is super flavorful. Uh, I make my own uh, spice blend as well too for the burger. Uh, we do a buffalo cracked chicken. That one is like also another fan favorite. Is that one of your best sellers? Because people like swear by it's it. It's like crack. It's crack. <laughs> it's crack. Okay. I mean, there's a reason so, it's called crack. Let me tell you something. Whitney Houston would come I, back from the grave and have it. Like, it's just that good. I actually love that one, and I don't even like buffalo sauce. So, a lot I don't eat buffalo right. wings. So, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't do anything spicy. I'm like, it's spicy, but it's not super spicy. It's not I overwhelming. I don't like spicy. spicy. I don't like spicy, and I like that croqueta. So, exactly. It's, it's just got a right, right amount of uh, spice. It's a warming. Um, but that one's 100% chicken breast too so we're not using yeah so I mean like I am chopping pounds and pounds of chicken <laughs> breast hundreds, hundreds and hundreds, hundreds of pounds of, of real chicken, chicken breast yeah wow. so I mean that's why it's it is partly a labor of love um, what's the other one we have uh, the sweet ones as well too so we, do we do all the savory ones Am I missing something? Real five, Mac. It's, I mean, I don't know your menu, but I know your menu, and, and it sounded thorough. Yeah, so our latest one is the Medianoche, which was just awesome winning Croqueta Palooza. Um, yeah, it was. It was just. I'm not. I'm really not a competitive person. But when we won, I was like, damn, this feels good. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I believe I you. You're a hard worker. I don't I know. I am a hard worker, but I am also a kumbaya okay. loving. Okay. I am like, I love everyone, you know? I'm like, <laughs> you know, maybe not so hugging, but I but I really, I. Um, but I'm just all about like, you know, about the love. So, but when I, when I won, I was just like, damn, this feels good. <laughs> it was really nice. 
Um, but that one is uh, the medianoche one, which is my favorite sandwich. And I really wanted to, to capture all the flavors of the medianoche. So, you know, down to the, the egg bread, the medianoche bread. I still have your pictures in my phone oh, from when you won. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. I could not stop smiling. Um, but that, you know, you have the, the Swiss cheese, you have the mustard, you have the pickles. So a touch of all of that just comes together to really give you a good medianoche. No, absolutely. And dessert ones. Uh, dessert ones. And then dessert your, your, ones. Your Oreo croqueta. As or, an I mean, Oreo doesn't lover. Love so he doesn't love Oreos. Really? Not a fan. He's not a fan. But I haven't tried your croqueta. Maybe I'll try. Because I, I don't like buffalo. I am I know those such an Oreo yeah, fan. Like it's like, you read my mind. It's like, croqueta, yeah. Oreo, just put it together. That's me in a, in a nutshell. Yeah. My, my mom, uh, growing up, my mom used to give us, she would open up the Oreos and she would make us lick off the white parts because she wanted the chocolates. So <laughs> So Oreos to us is we've always had Oreos in the family, and so uh, this was my, my little homage to my mom. Oh, that's very awesome. nice. Very awesome. Nice. So um, this week, yeah. so be Food and Wine Festival. Yes, so this comes out on Friday, so it'll be tomorrow, Saturday. Big deal. Yes. You guys are having a master class. Yep. Master class by Do Croqueta. Yep. On. How to make croquetas. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, how did that happen? How did it's, that come up? It's the ultimate honor. Like, uh, first of all, her and I both freaked out when they when they decided to choose us for this because you never, like, you just try your hardest, right? I mean, you just try to do your best. Like, you never think to get recognized for, for things until it actually happens. So we were both, like, we're both super honored. I'm super excited about it. I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Um, so we have about, uh, we have a small group of people, like, what, like 20, 20 something people, and uh, they're going to be learning to make a croqueta. So we're doing a special croqueta for them it's a brunch so where they're going to be serving prosecco which i'm very yes. excited about yes. and uh we're doing a leek chorizo and egg croqueta oh my god you know damn right we're not coming with no ham croquetas <laughs> oh no no Come fair on. enough Come but on. it's like wow again three things i wouldn't have thought to put together in a croqueta but now i don't want to live my life without it so you're like, gonna have it right now because I, is that what this is that's what yes. it is oh you guys spoil us so hard. So leek. So there's leek. Um, there's braised leeks. There's chorizo, crispy chorizo, okay. and then there's uh, chopped egg inside there. So it has like a little bit of a smoky Spanish paprika flavor to it Amazing. as well too. Thank I love it. You. It's crazy. The chorizo. I might fight you for the remainder of yours. <laughs> just to be clear. Oh, I just like the chorizo just like hit. Oh my yeah. god, like that, so that, that picantico of, of so chorizo. Good. Very, very, yeah. So, so the idea is like to, and, and what I do with all of my croquetas is just really a lot of layering of flavors. So it's not just a one note croqueta. It is, I want you to be able to taste the that is This what is I not one note. This is amazing something. about your croquetas. Okay, so that was delicious. So in the master class, so tell us. Yeah, you guys have to put that on the menu. I'm just putting it out there. Figure it out. Maybe a limited I don't know. edition. Like just on Sundays for brunch. They're, they're teasing us. It's, it's business. They, they know. They know what they're doing. Okay. So in the master class, from scratch, you're gonna show people like how to do this. I'm gonna show people how to make that specific croqueta. Yeah. Starting from the, with the bechamel, chorizo, cooking the chorizo, the leeks, everything. So. Croqueta 101. And then croqueta they're gonna and then they're gonna roll the croqueta as well, which is a lot of fun too. Right. So like in the. So yeah. what, what is it breaded in? This one is. This one is breaded in panko, and it okay. has some parmesan as well too. I mean, you know. so good. I mean, come on, it's cheese and bread. And what was the inspiration? I mean, you said it was like kind of brunch. 
It's yeah. I mean, it's a combination of uh, again things that I love. You know, so leeks. You know, have a nice like mild flavor, and then you have the chorizo, which is always delicious, and then you adding the eggs. I love hard boiled eggs. Yeah. So um, those are hard boiled eggs inside there. Right. So they're chopped up, and it's you know it's it's kind of like an unexpected thing in there. Right. Hey, Arika, she said that I want her to make an uh, like an egg salad croqueta. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. Like you know, it's been it's been said you know like a deviled egg type croqueta. So mm. I'm sure you guys had night think about like flavors like oh my god I this think about and that, flavors and that. all the time <laughs> all the time all the time we text each other all the time how about this how about that you know so it's fun yeah yeah so you said 20 some people are going to be there yeah. um that's awesome and are you guys going to be like this specific croqueta you're going to be serving that also at the sobi at the food and wine festival um, we're not going to serve that one at, at um at the festival we're doing um uh, so we're doing croquetas and cocktails that mm -hmm. night that same night uh, so we're going to do our traditional 305 croqueta, but it's going to be on an arepita slider. And um, so that's fun because we have the dale sauce, the, the uh, guavaioli sauce, and then we do the little mariquitas on top. And so that's a little, little fun bite. And then the next day we're doing um, the Bacardi uh, Beach Carnival. So we're doing the buffalo crack chicken slider for that one. Right. Yum. Oh my gosh. Wait, wait, what is the cocktail you're pairing it with? Uh, I, we don't do a cocktail for that. We don't, we don't, we oh, don't so it's just like, it's so just like the bar gonna have, with... Yeah, they're okay. going to have plenty of... of we've already, like, you know, seen which cocktails are next to us, so... Okay. It's, <laughs> it's Scoping it exactly. out, huh? I know, exactly. That's that's basically where are we scheduled, where are we, we going to be in the map, and then what's next to us. So definitely cocktails. Mm, strategy. I yeah. love it. <laughs> I love it. So you, you guys have been uber successful. You have this great spot. What's next for you guys? Well, that's the best part, isn't it? So we're just getting started. So our brick and mortar, we actually just hit nine months. Um, honestly, surpassed any like tiny little idea that we thought. It just blew it out of the water. Uh, we definitely want another location before 2020 ends. So that's the plan to open another one. Um, and then we really, 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 really one more ready. Really, really, really <laughs> want to start uh, shipping nationwide. Okay. Um, wow. I am not exaggerating. Every week, anywhere between like 10 to like 15 emails, anywhere between Michigan, Texas, Chicago, uh, Hawaii. Hawaii, Hawaii, New York, Hawaii. California, Orlando, like people want croquetas and, and our goal is to give it to them. So we were out in uh, California in the fall and um, we went uh, with Martha Darby uh, yes. from My Big Fat. Yeah, yeah. She actually... This was on our list because we took her around town, and this was on our list to to, uh, to bring her to, to bring her to. But she, the thing is that because she's so well known, right? When she came here, she and had I, invitations you know, from like everybody. So like she literally was going to like four or five places a day eating. Like right. I'm like, that while that I go while she's in Miami. Um, but and we're in charge. She of her. was so upset that she wasn't able to make it on here. But the reason I'm stating that is because when we were in LA. There's so, it's incredible, like stuff we take for granted, patelitos, yeah. croquetas. Because over there they have portos, portos yeah. which is amazing. Portos right. is great, but it's different. It's, it's lo mismo, pero diferente. It's, right. it's not. It's a turnover. A cheese roll. <laughs> it's a cheese it's a turnover. Exactly. It's a Danish. It's a, it's, a, it's a turnover Danish. I get it. I get it. It's not the same. It's not the same. But when you're out there and you're oh, starved it, it, for it's that, it's yeah. it, it does Oh, the job. my God. It's right, amazing. Right. But th there's definitely an audience for that because right. I'm sure any, like, Cuban or, you know, you know, especially Caribbean people that live over there will kill for one of these, like, right. croquetas right. Um, to have a home. So that, that that would be great. Vicky Bakery, I know, just started doing they, they're, they're shipping the patelitos, yeah. right? Patelitos. Those, um, yeah. Can you imagine you get home one day, you know, <laughs> it's a snowstorm in the middle of like Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> 
And on the doorstep, on the doorstep is a box from Dos Croquetas and another box from Vicky's Bakery. Oh, like, no. That would be the happiest day of my life. Life is Tremendo good. Tremendo combo. I would be like, you know what? Que siga nevando. I don't now, care. Now, if you have okay. a way of shipping your shakes. Oh, our shakes. <laughs> okay, your colada shake. Caballero, it is a freaking Cuban coffee Colada in a milkshake. Shake. The guava and um, cinnamon toast crunch shake. <laughs> I think it, it has to do with like our, our ethos. It's it's like about getting the best product possible and working with it. Like I don't want preservatives in my food. I'm not interested. Like I'm not interested in food that's stretched out to make more of it. Like I yeah, want right. the best ingredients and I want to make it fucking delicious. Yeah, but you know what? I'm going to give you guys credit because to your point, it's quality ingredients. But you know what? You're not expensive. Yeah. You're not expensive, which proves that, you know what? You can make a quality... You can make it happen. You can make a quality mm-hmm. product that people love, right. okay? And it doesn't have to break the bank. Yeah. I, I, and, I agree. And yeah. you guys are proof of that. You're not paying $5 per hour. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Right. Well, I mean, we also... I mean, the, the things that we're using for our shakes, like, you know, we make our own whipped cream as well, too. So it's not out of a bag. It's yeah. not, you know, out of a can. Thank you for well not using too. Cool Whip. Terrible. I, you know, I'm not a... I can't, I can't stand that. I, you know, just the fact that it comes out of an aerosol can, you know, I, I don't... I mean, it's, it's, that's my thing. I'm a little bit, you know, bougie in that sense. Um, but it's really more about the taste. It's the clean taste of it. Um, so those are things that we, we, we try to do with our product where it's, it's, we're not greedy. I think that that's the thing. And we're not, we're not greedy people in the sense that I need to like make the most profit on, on a certain product because I want to really give a good quality product. I want somebody to just be really happy. And that's part of the whole croqueta experience from the moment you walk in to being greeted to like somebody that's being you know friendly that's going to explain the menu because we have so many people that come and they look at the menu and they're like this is just so overwhelming because mm-hmm. they've never they don't they don't understand it's their first time here so it takes a little bit of time to kind of like go through the menu for them to understand and then you're getting a great quality product where they're just like okay now I get it now when they leave they're like I get it you know the music the friendly service that's why it's an experience it's an experience it's an experience and again as as two boys who literally like his parents are off of La Ciento Dolce over there and mine are off we of went to South West High School. 102nd so did I so Southwest yes. Eagle oh, okay. yes Eagle Pride so yeah. we know this area right born yeah. and raised yeah thank you did you because did you purposely set out to yeah. open on, on yeah bird I mean, road these are these are our stomping grounds so yeah. born because and raised here I feel that bird road now is having like a renaissance it's popping yeah. like a, like yeah. a bird renaissance like you guys Martha of Miami Motel yeah, yeah. Donuts yeah. Burger Beast and then you have the staples like Our Betters and Frankie's and all right, that right. Like, there wasn't a lot of stuff you know the, the idea was to kind of um, have something that was you know also late night or middle of the day yeah, you guys are open until like 2am on weekends on the, to 1am 1am I gotta get some sleep alright 1am <laughs> but 7 days a week yeah so, so the idea was to have something that you don't have to in a beautiful setting where you don't have to go drive to Wynwood you don't have to have something right. you, you know you have your cocktails you can have your croquetas you can have it's a nice family environment but at the same time you can still party as well yes. too yeah yeah so bueno guys again we wish you well you have success but continued success Thank and you. and i mean you what you've done is so awesome like it, it, it it's like you didn't reinvent the wheel but at the same time you did you know because yes it is a croqueta we all know croqueta but at the same time it's like a completely different experience because you packaged a croqueta with 
again, the establishment, the experience. You know, you have a ventanita, you know. Only in Miami will you have a, a croqueta spot with a ventanita. Yeah, and every episode, you know, we always end every episode by giving uh, a last soda of the desert, you know, Ultima Cocola Desierto. This episode, we're going to give it to you guys. Thank for you. number one, you know, like we said earlier, it's a great product, it's a great business, and this and that, but for being you. Yeah. You know, Thank for you. being people who are genuinely you know, in the community, about the community. And I like it and, even more now that I know you went to Southwest. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Oh, no, that's just family. No, because she could have opened up in Winwood, you know. Like, like everybody, like everybody and their mother. Place, yeah. You know? Yeah, and, but, that, but that makes it even better. Like, yeah. you wanted to keep it, you know, within, again, the community. Yeah, right. And we celebrate that a lot. You know, that's our big thing is we, we're Miami boys, born and raised. We're always going to be about, you know, who's doing what in the community and bringing it forward. So... Our last soda for this episode goes Thank to you. both of you Thank guys. You. Thank you. Thank you guys too also for doing what you're doing as well too. Yeah. That's important right. to bring light to, that's, that's to the, the community as well too. purpose of our podcast. Yeah, um, sure. Our motto is listen, laugh, and learn. You know, we want people to have a good time and laugh and, you know, laugh at our stupidness and silliness. <laughs> but we want people to get something out of it, whether it's something that they learn or, you know, like this. Because people come here, they see, yeah, they see your croquetas, they see establishment, but there's a story behind it. Well, it's it's like, how do you it. separate the company from the people? Like yeah. That's, right. There's always people behind the company. Yeah, there's right. a story behind it. And every story is, like, so important. Because, Absolutely. as you said, here you are. Now you're, like, the freaking king of croquetas. And four years ago, you Who didn't know how to make a, a grilled cheese. You know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, awesome. anyway, thank you guys so much for being on the show. And again, best of luck at Sobe this week. You guys are going to rock thank it. You. Thank yeah. you for keeping me fat. Yeah. <laughs> and always. everybody, as we always say, listen, laugh, and learn. We hope you grab your... Cro Actually, that is our, our, our outro, outro line is grab your croqueta, your pastelito, and your jupinha. Damn right. And um, thank you for joining us. That was episode 90 98. 98. So, thank you so much, guys. All right, caballero. Bye. Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismael Llano, produced by Ismael Llano, and our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lombaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.